thank you for joining Her Incredible Mind. Um, you are a senior director at Everbridge, uh, a great organization as we talked about. Can you describe your role today? Sure, Kate, thank you very much for having me. I'm really excited to be here and honored to be asked to be here. So at Everbridge, I am responsible for corporate IT, so I'm a technology leader but also with a little bit of a twist. I run facility operations in the real estate portfolio. And you might ask technology and facilities, how does that match? But we're two very um, engaging departments in which we feed into the culture of the organization. When you have bad technology, it kind of uh, makes you feel bad. If you have a bad working environment as an employee, it makes you feel bad. So we bring engagement to the organization through top-notch technology experience and top-notch office experience. And I married the two together. That's great. Uh, you know, I, I'm a huge culture fan. Just if a company can get an enrolling culture going, there's no stopping them. I don't care what anyone says. It's definitely, for me, the key ingredient in, in how, how uh, companies need to work. Oh, absolutely. It's really what empowers and, and gives life and energy to an organization right, a strong culture of that. And, you know, it, it was that people thought, IT, oh, you're back office, you don't really participate. And that is so not true. We are partners with the organization and it is through technology decisions and services that we bring can really empower the organization and move them forward. And the same thing with facilities, keeping employees happy and productive is wonderful. I remember one um, recently, an attorney of ours was in, in the office and she was pulling a very late night. And she came to us and said, you know, because I had everything I needed in the office from food and, and drink and, and services, I was able to get my work done. I didn't have to worry about, oh my God, I have to go get some dinner somewhere or I, I, you know, I was grumpy because I was starving. She said, I had everything I need. So that was impactful because she was able to meet a deadline and really get something done. You know, that's that, she had to up. That is awesome. You know, people, um, you know, it's, it's like everyone says, you know, no one ever thanks the electric company for keeping the lights on, right? And I think that in your situation, what's great is that you're creating the foundation of the company, right? You're creating that backbone of culture where people feel supported and, and you're right. When people feel supported, they feel, um, you know, respected, they feel valued, they're going to do their job and they're going to do a better job than, than, uh, than they would have done without those key components in there. So Absolutely. kudos to you and your team. So how did you decide on your role today? So I have always been a traditional IT infrastructure person, but I've always seen the collaboration that had to go along with facilities. I mean, I remember early days in my career, you know, fighting with, with facilities over a, a placement of an IDF closet for a network that was going in mm -hmm. and really having to partner with them. I remember doing, you know, we did countless office bills and you yourself did a building bill <laughs> and IT was always the last to be brought to the table for its, its needs. So when Everbridge approached me, with an opportunity of really leading both teams, I jumped at the chance because I saw the value that the two could be 
you know, bring synergy to each other. And it's IT helps facilities by introducing and securing all those internet of things that uh, facilities have, you know, the, the wireless thermostats, the, the bevy machine that is, you know, put on the network or the coffee machine that's put on the network. All these things, when you have facilities doesn't have to approach them alone. They can understand the security aspect of them and why they need an IT and then design networks and infrastructure that can support these things securely without bringing risk to the organization. And like I said, I see that we're difference makers. These two organizations are difference makers to the company. They're not back, like they, they matter. I When I first got there, the teams were like, we don't matter, Deb, we're just overhead. And I'm like, no, we are not. We are difference makers to this organization. They cannot run without us. We're going to prove our value. Yeah, they're definitely drivers, right? I mean, there's no doubt about the fact that back office functions that people think are exactly that back office functions are not back office functions. They're, they're drivers of the entire organization, their support system, if you will. They are, they are the absolute nucleus of the company when it comes to what needs to be done. I mean, it's very um, typical of people to not thank, you know, the person because, you know, you're continuing to get your lunch, you know, it's not, it's not the same, but it makes a huge difference, not only from culture, but also from just an overall, you know, company uh, caring and feeding of new employees and, and existing employees. It makes a difference in the roles. Oh, it really um, so does. So when okay. you think about um, your uh, role in, in how you got there, what matters to you most about where about thinking about new roles? What are the key ingredients in that? As a woman, we bring a little, we bring a different perspective to the role versus my my male counterparts. And I'm not saying that my male counterparts are 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 bad or anything like that. But when I looked at my leaders, who are all males, in fact, my I my team is predominantly is 99% male. There's a handful of us. There's three out of a team of 46. There are three women in the, in the organ, in, in MIT. And it's not because we haven't tried to find women. It's just, I don't know. There's not a lot in technology. So they were the ones that were like, we don't matter. It does, you know, they were the ones that let's just do our job and didn't, tried to bring the passion and the compassion, the compassion that um, women kind of do, or the look that, you know, we, we naturally have about us, um, you know, the caring and making sure that the experience is, is a good experience all around, understanding the value of that customer service um, led experience brings to an organization. They were like, oh, you know, playing with my toys, doing the techie thing, okay, and 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 then being surprised when the outcome of of leading with with that first, the soft component first, is really powerful. It is. It's, it takes leadership, right? It takes an extreme amount of leadership, and I think um, one thing about it is it's a very big opportunity to cultivate young female. Um, you know, talent. I think that 
when you look at it and they look at it from more of the soft skill standpoint, I see a lot of women, including myself, that really focus on communication, training, change management, all of these really more um, and, you know, user facing, if you will, IT initiatives, um, you know, but every single one of them is, you know, it is an initiative that IT owns, right? So IT owns the initiative, they own, you know, the, the implementation, but what I think that certain parts of the organization excel at is really driving the adoption, driving the change and supporting the user base as, you know, at a level that you, you would want to see, you know, that's, that's what I think ends up being a little bit of a female role in, in IT, you know, because of that kind of, uh, that kind of different thinking. We're natural, I think, naturally prone to partnerships and reaching out across the aisle and establishing relationships with people and trying to listen and understand um, a little bit more so because I think that's just part of our DNA of who we are. So I think it's really, that's why I think we've been successful um, in teaching that. And I, I it, to speak of that, I do have one of my, um, we, she came in as a help desk person and I've been sort of mentoring her to, be a, a leader and now she's one of my top system administrators. And it's just been telling her to, to really own who she is. Don't try to be a, a, a guy. Don't act like a guy. Use the gifts that you have of, of, of your, your, your mother, your young mother. Understand the things that you treat your children with. You can treat projects and, and um, business aspects with. It's using the same kind of language to explain. Like you would explain something to your child, you explain to your user very similarly. So drawing those analogies has really, really helped. And she's blossomed amazingly. See, that's what it's all about, right? It's that it's that handout for the hand up. You know what I mean? And that's yep. that's what you want is that, you know, we want to make sure that they're continuing to grow. I found some of the best moments that I've had in my career have been managing the interns. I loved the interns, absolutely loved it. And for some reason in every career, every company that I've been in, they gave me the intern. I always got the intern. And now when I look back on it, first of all, what's very odd is that they were all male. Um, but it, it's funny when I look back on it, They, till this day, they are people that stay connected to me. Um, they follow me, you know, uh, uh, on uh, different paths in my career. Uh, I've reached out to them when they've had a, a win or a loss, you know what I mean? And really kind of to, to keep that role. And I, I think that's part of most the rewarding part of being a leader, right? Because the rest of it just kind of goes by the wayside. You go from one program project to the next. It's the relationships that you build and the leadership that you bring that you that people remember and so do you. Yep, absolutely. So many of us have thought, have taken a path that we didn't think that we would take. Uh, is this what you've always wanted to do? Or just, you know, like many of us women, we tend to, uh, you know, switch lanes or decide on a new career. So uh, how I got into IT is kind of a funny story. So I came from a military family background. My dad was in the Air Force, 37 years in the Air Force. And in our high school, the military would give you a test. And my test came back, computer science or nuclear submarine. 
And my father is like, yeah, look in this computer science thing because this nuclear submarine is not for my daughter. So I was like, okay. That's awesome. <laughs> and I went to school. One of the, it was a, I went to Suffolk University. It was their first year of having a computer um, science program. And the very funny thing was when I went in, it was a lot of programming. And I was like, oh, I don't like this. I like to talk to people. I like to be engaging. I'm not going to sit here and do this. And then I found a course on microcomputers. It was a PC course, right? And I was like, oh, people are going to use this. People are going to need help with this. This is, you know. And so I sort of forged uh, direction. I was on a council at school and I was able to sort of guide curriculum and told the university that, yeah, this programming thing, but there's also going to be this support uh, infrastructure that's needed to help users. I mean, I volunteered in the computer lab and was helping users. I said, so there, we should really start thinking about career options in that vein. And that's sort of how I wound up in it. I did a stop in security because throughout my career, I've always loved to test and push boundaries um, and see system weaknesses and where, you know, to, to shore things up. And so I did a, a stop there. And I think that was valuable because I was able to take technical skills and apply security best practices. And now that enables me to partner with security teams because I understand where they're coming from. And I also understand the technical components from an IT side of things. So it just makes me a better partner. That's great. I mean, I love that journey. Like I love that, you know, one of the things that I try to focus on a lot in this, in this whole series really is that it's a journey. It truly is a journey. There's not, there's no big destination. There's no, you know, there's a lot of stops along the way. There's a lot of successes along the way, you know, but it is a journey. And that's, that is uh, exactly what you're talking about is that you started in one area, you thought it was what it was, you know, going to be, then you decided to go in a different direction. And that was okay that where, you know, you knew where your strong suit was and you capitalized on that, which is great. That's absolutely awesome. So yeah, and it's okay to make mistakes too. And I think I've even taken steps back. Um, and that's all right in order to move forward. I think that's great. I mean, that's great advice, right? Is, you know, it isn't always about the win. Sometimes it's about the reflection, about going back and saying, you know what, I, that wasn't really the best thing I've ever done. I, you know, need to, to figure out whether that, where I want to be with that. Was that me? Was that the situation? Where am I? You know, and I think that's a huge part of the growth. And like I said, the journey, I think the journey is very, very uh, different for everyone. Yep, I agree. So when you think about your career in general, what obstacles do you think that you overcame? I, I hate to say this, but that it's so heavily male dominated and that um, our perspective is sometimes met with opposition. Mm -hmm. So when you come at a problem at a different angle, a lot of times, your male counterparts look at you like, what are you talking about? You know, like, you know, you know, are you crazy? I remember one time with the first pandemic um, being in a meeting and it was, it was the H1N1, the, the 
pig virus, the pig swine virus or whatever it was called. And I said in a meeting, I said, oh, I think that we're being impacted by H1N1. I think, you know, and they were like, I remember the, the VP sitting across the table and go, what are you talking about? How do you know this? I said, well, you can tell that the population on the floor is a lot lighter than it's ever been. I said, it's just the, the, the office is quieter. There's more people, empty desks. And that was an observation. I think women have a tendency to bring more observant of their surroundings. And the guys, you know, didn't see that. And it, and it wasn't until he ran a badge report that the evidence showed that, yeah, and that he went to HR and that there was, you know, a, a, we, were, we had a 75% reduction of staff because people were sick. So I think that was, that was something that our perspective is, it's unconventional at mm -hmm. times. And, it, and I think it's a superpower that we have. I don't think it's, it's bad, it's our superpower and that we need to embrace it and not, um, and I, I remember feeling small about that and uh, shutting down and being becoming quieter because, oh, wow, he called me out and like, oh no, you know. So, so, I so that's something that I've learned and I've learned now to, um, to be more of a warrior and, and forward on um, my opinions and not, you know, sometimes you have to explain a little bit more, but I'm not, a, you know, a shrinking violet that, that's, you know, is, is quiet about my perspective. Yeah, you know, I think that's a confidence injector, right? That's that's a that's a, a period where we, you know, we we con. I think as women, sometimes we have a tendency to do that, and and Matt immediately think that it's me, it's me, I'm wrong, it's me, and I think that instead of that, I think we're really trying to build on the confidence that we have of knowing. Even if it is you, it's okay because it needs to be said. It needs to be talked about. It needs to be, you know, worked through. And even if it turned out differently, you still had the voice to say that. You know what I mean? And that's that's what's really important is that you used your voice to 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 say, you know, what I I think it could be this. You know, I always joke with some of the the, the team members when I uh, have had issues in IT that I'm always throwing out some theory about what's wrong with something. It's always wrong, but it is some theory that I'm throwing out there about something and they and they they laugh and I and now it's kind of like a joke they'll say you know hey Kate what do you think about this and everything but it actually does burn them to start thinking in other directions like they'll start thinking well maybe she might be onto something with that's not right but it may be this because of that you know so sometimes I feel like my uh my input may not be the best but I I hope it helps them with their direction that that's been something that I I, I wanted them to to kind of mature on in my organizations when yeah, no same here telling them to hey do you really think it's that and you know maybe I could be wrong right but right, right, yeah right. it could be right. but isn't that interesting that we have to couch our opinion with I could be wrong, but perhaps I, it's this. That is Where very true. Don't have that to do that. That is very true. Yes, so. I wonder. I mean, for us, it's more of a question for them. Uh, for certain other people, it's a statement, and I think that's where I'm trying to get to. Is it's a statement? So right. um, I'm not there yet. So we'll see if I ever get there. I don't we know. Will. We will. We will. I think we that will. the younger uh, generation of 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 males and females are going to be more open to 
to each Absolutely. other. Absolutely. And I actually can see that from running these interviews with her incredible minds. We can actually see that. It's 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 a different approach and it's nice to see. It absolutely yeah. is, you know. So many of us have had titles, right? And we've had roles in the industries and in different industries, et cetera. Do you think your role is different in any in, in across any industry? Like in your industry now, do you think your role is different? So I've been um, really fortunate and blessed to be able to be in multiple industries. I've been in biopharmaceutical, I've been in finance, I've been in um, leisure and entertainment with Walt Disney World, I've been in manufacturing at Bose Corporation. So I think that technology is needed in every, every one of those industries, and there's valuable lessons that can be learned from every industry. So you can take lessons from each industry and sort of apply uh, that. So it's always been a learning uh, opportunity for me. So I haven't, I've never seen this as a pigeonhole. Like, oh, I'm in technology and I am in technology now for a technology company and I can't go to another industry. I have to stay in technology. I think that we can spread our wings and, and learn the lessons that we've learned um, and the technologies that we've acquired and implemented and use that across the board. I mean, so I don't know if I really answered your question. No, that was great. That was a great answer. Honestly, that was very good. To... So what would you tell your younger self? To not be afraid. To, to not, not be afraid and not try to be superwoman. Where I had two kids and I had to juggle being a parent, I had to juggle the guilt that I had um, with, with, oh, I can't be there because I'm focused on my career. Uh, my children have grown up to be great adults. Mm -hmm. So, and I, and we still have a great relationship. So I'm like, why was I so pained over this? Mm -hmm. uh, oh my God, I have to work when they actually saw a strong mother. They saw, saw a strong woman um, that took care of not only herself, but, the, but them. So I think I would just tell my younger self to breathe, okay? It's, 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 and, and, and find your voice, keep your voice, and don't let people shut you down. That's great advice, Deb. That was really, really well done. Thank you. So... If you had to give advice to yourself as a younger person, what would you say? Would it be very similar to that? Yes, it okay. would be. I would. I love the you know don't don't you know, don't lose your voice because you absolutely absolutely have to keep your voice. And uh, we do doubt ourselves. What's very interesting about. Um, you know, our careers, you and I have been in the same companies together, you know, we've worked together, um, you know, and you know, my daughter is, it's, you know, I, I, it's very interesting to see her with me, because sometimes, uh, you know, people will come up to me and say, oh, your daughter was telling me that you do this. So my daughter, your daughter was telling me you do I think it's very interesting that they've, they've actually kind of gravitated to that naturally. Like there's yeah. no, there's no other way that she thinks about me other than, you know, my mom does both. She's my mom and she's working and she's doing this, you know, and not that, you know, being a mom isn't a full-time job, definitely. But I'm just saying that that's something where it's funny that she doesn't see the difference. She just sees it right. as, as one, which is neat, kind of neat. So yeah, that is, that's great. And, it, and, and so many times I know that 
um, early on in my career and with my kids, the schools were not supportive of working mothers. And I remember having going to open houses and having teachers, well, first off, other parents, other moms looking at me like, oh, she's the career woman. <laughs> and <laughs> like, like it was this dirty thing. <laughs> and then the teachers are like, well, a, a mother's place is in the home. And I was like, well, what? I mean, no. Right, exactly. I think I, I pre I'm pretty sure that they didn't need to tell you where you needed to be. I'm pretty confident, especially if, you're, if your uh, children are now successful and, and doing well and everything right. else. And all we want is for them to do well. And I think sometimes people think that they're going to do one or the other. That's not true. You know, you are going to be able to, to raise them and, and also, you know, uh, and also have a career, especially now with COVID. I don't know how anyone can deny it because everyone's doing it. So it's a very different situation. So if you had to sum your linked up LinkedIn profile to three words to describe you, what would you pick? Innovative, passionate, and compassionate. I love that, Deb. That's awesome. Thank you for being here today. You know, I hope you enjoyed our interview and uh, we really appreciate your willingness to tell your story and share your journey. Um, you know, we know that these hopefully will inspire someone to follow your path. It was Thank wonderful. You. Thank you so very much.